Welcome to Coffeehouse Hangouts with your hosts, Abigail and Sarah. So, welcome back everyone. We're here. Welcome back. We're here again. Um, let me just start out with some journalism news. Um, journalism applications are out if anyone would like to apply. If you guys applied, you know, you could be a part of the journalism team. It's pretty cool. And you can also... Perhaps partake in this podcast if you would like. That'd be pretty cool. I think that would be pretty cool. That that'd be pretty that'd be pretty fun. You would get to know what we are really like behind all the editing. Um, that's that's a discovery. Actually, maybe you don't want that for yourself. I take that back. <laughs> it all depends on your level of tolerance. Hmm. <laughs> Well, if they can be friends with us, that probably means they have a lot of tolerance. Yeah, definitely. And also means you're slightly insane. As if they didn't already know that for themselves. Um, so, in other news, we have, do you have any questions about, you know, applying to journalism? We have an Instagram live. Q&A on February 25th at 1.30. I'm going to be there. So, if you have any questions, just pop in and ask them. Or, actually, I'm pretty sure we have set questions, but, like, if you have any other questions, I'm pretty sure you can ask. So, make sure to pop in. Yes, might be helpful. Yeah, it might answer any questions you might have about journalism that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Anyway, um, today's episode, our topic is on the more uh, serious side, is, I, I guess, right? I, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, today's topic for this episode on this wonderful podcast is anxiety as a whole, and we're going to explore different aspects of it. So, yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. You're cute. <laughs> so are you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Not as flirting. Ugh. You act like we don't always flirt, like, constantly, 24-7. You're right. Just, it's a lifestyle at this point. Honestly, Yeah. Okay. Alright, so Abby, what is your definition of anxiety? See, I am going to give you the textbook definition of what anxiety is. Dang, I was gonna do this. <laughs> Loser. Oh, wait, we, we never discussed this. What are you drinking today? Oh, right now I'm drinking soy milk again, except it's a new brand, so it's like, it doesn't even taste like soy milk, it just tastes like dissolved sugar. Oh, yeah, but what are you drinking? <laughs> I am drinking a glass. I, I'm drinking a cup of coffee that's bigger than my face. Ooh, that sounds good. Is it like black coffee or like like cream with a side of coffee? Neither. It's like co- coffee with like a little bit of milk and like sugar. Okay, so you're in it for the caffeine. Yeah, absolutely. Also, like yesterday, I had an Americano at 
the source mold. Mm. Mm. Just so you know, I double masked and I grabbed my coffee and left. <laughs> just just to make that clear. But um yeah. I dropped off uh mochi nuts at Sarah's house last night. They are delicious. Yeah. They are so good. You're welcome. Thank you. I love yeah. you. I love you too. Nah, but yeah, so I've had I and I had like an entire like thing of milk tea. So I've been having a lot of caffeine recently. Um, can never have too much, you know. Actually mm. that's not true. You can definitely have too much. No, not when your name is Abigail Kim. Right. Your blood is practically made of caffeine at this point. Yeah, but so you would think I'd be energetic, but no, I'm just constantly tired. Anyway, um, is the way of life. Indeed. So, what is anxiety? According to Google, um, anxiety, at least the actual like disorder, not the feeling you feel, is a mental health disorder characterized by feelings of worry, anxiety, yeah, no dir, or fear that are strong enough to interfere with one's daily activities. Examples of anxiety disorders include panic attacks, obsessive compulsive disorder, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh. I never knew that PTSD counted as anxiety. I know. I mean, I, that makes sense. But, like, I never... Oh, actually, those both make either. sense. Like, I, I, I didn't really, like, associate with it, but now... Yeah, not... Sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, I never, like, actually, like, clearly, like, associated, like, OCD and PTSD with anxiety but now that i think about it it makes sense because if you don't do the the compulsive like things that you your brain tells you to do you like panic so that's like anxiety and ptsd Mm. if you experience the thing that triggers it then obviously that's going to cause a lot of anxiety and fear Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ooh, there's a self-assessment on google so if anyone feels like they have anxiety apparently it's self-diagnosable oh yeah interesting yeah so take the self-assessment um it's very common there's more than three million u.s cases per year whoa yeah so you know what if you feel like you have anxiety you're not alone period like, like at all um let's think oh actually that makes sense in the past 10 years that means 30 million people have been diagnosed with anxiety and that's like what like a tenth no not a tenth what am i saying like a significant proportion of the u.s oh yeah no yeah 10 percent of the u.s population in the past 10 years oh my Yeah, a give or take a little bit, but like maybe like nine percent. But yeah, I like how I was just letting you struggle with the math because I knew I couldn't be of any help. Well, I just didn't know the exact number of the U.S. population. I just knew it was roughly around uh three hundred million. So I just like guesstimated because there's three million cases per year times ten years, so that's thirty th- uh thirty uh million cases, which is like ten percent of three hundred. Million. Or, you know. Yeah. This is why I'm in Advanced Integrated 3. No, no, I'm, I'm dumb. 
I'm I don't know how I'm not failing, quite honestly. Um, no. Yes. Okay, debatable. Anyway, um, what's your definition of anxiety, Sarah? Uh, I was gonna use the Google definition, uh... <laughs> Loser. But just stole it from me! But yeah, pretty much, like, just very intense worry. To the point, you know, I'm gonna give, I think, examples of what anxiety could do to you. Or, like, personally, like, one thing that I've done is, like, I get put in this situation that shouldn't be causing me so much worry or like isn't even that big of a deal in the big picture but then logically your brain will be like yeah it's not that big a deal you need to like take a breath calm down think reasonably and then you're like oh yeah cool but then the other part of your brain is like no yeah this will literally ruin your life this will ruin your life you will die and then and then you go to sleep, and then your brain is like, you will die. You will die. You're not going to be okay at all. And then you pull an all-nighter because you can't, your brain won't shut up. So, yeah. Do you think that has partial effect on my insomnia? You know what? That might. That really could. I mean, I'm generally not. No, I was going to say I'm generally not an anxious person, but if you ever met me, you know that's not true. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, okay, let's talk about, um, like, panic attacks. Because I feel like that that is a common symptom of, you know, anxiety. But actually, there is a difference between, there. there's actually panic attacks and anxiety attacks, and there is a difference between the two. And the one you experience depends on how moderate or extreme your anxiety is. And it also has to do with how tension-heavy and stressful the situation you're in is. Right? But I think for both, the most important thing is to just try and breathe. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, it's in for five seconds, hold for seven, out for six, I think. I saw this, like, this thing where to calm a panic attack, you should try to, like, focus on all five of your senses. So, for example, you'd be like, find five things, <laughs> find five things that you can see and then focus on four things that you can i don't know hear i think yeah and then you go down like three two one with the rest one thing you can taste um two things you can smell three things you could touch four things you could hear and then five things you can see okay yes i think exactly yeah um i'm no professional when I have a panic attack, I just break down. So, you know, honestly, I'm not a very good yeah. example of what to do. So, don't do what I do. Yeah, I literally, no, no. 
No. I just burst into tears. Literally, I just burst into tears. I. Yeah, no, Vera. Um. Okay, so like panic attacks, um, come like very suddenly, and like they ha often have, they often involve intense and often overwhelming fear, and they, um, like come with like the physical symptoms you get when you're like scared, like a, like a quick into heartbeat, shortness of breath, or nausea, and <clears throat> anxiety attacks aren't exactly like considered like okay it's like panic attacks are like obviously like a thing that people have but anxiety attacks aren't recognized in the dsm-5 right what is that um it's basically like how do i explain this it's um it's essentially the it's like the it's like a it's like a statistics manual of like mental disorders so it's basically like the big encyclopedia of all the mental disorders that exist right and they don't they don't technically identify um what's it called anxiety attack as like one of them But, um, in, like, anxiety, it's, like, usually, like, from caused, anxiety attacks are usually caused by, like, anticipation of an event. So it's more, oh. it's more slow, it's more gradual, it's not so sudden and out of the blue. Mm -hmm. So, it, like, it usually lasts longer. Yes, yeah, but with anxiety attacks, you don't really have a fear. You, you don't, like, feel detached from the world, and you don't have a fear of dying or losing control. It's more of just, like, a fear of what is to come, because you know what's going to happen. Ah. Uh. So, like, that, that, that's, that's, that's the main difference. So, like, panic attacks are caused suddenly out of the blue, and, like, you feel detached, and, like, you're scared of, like, things that are going to happen. But anxiety attacks, you already know what's going to happen. Therefore, you're just anxious, and that causes like a gradual sort of buildup of like panic, which results in an anxiety attack. Oh, very nice, very clear, very succinct. Yeah. But yeah, um. So, I think with anxiety, it's important to like talk about feelings of doubt because i feel like that comes with anxiety a lot because part of anxiety is being like i don't like i i can't do this like i don't know how, like i'm not capable enough because obviously with anxiety comes a lot of self-doubt because you don't have the reassurance right sarah what why were you silent? Why were you silent? Because I wanted you to elaborate because I just kept talking. Oh. I thought you cut out. Oh my god, ma'am. I, I literally said right. I was like asking you a question. Oh, I did not hear that. Okay. 
Um, so we're gonna start off with the right and then just answer my question. Wait, what was your question? Um, like anxiety causes a lot of self doubt. You want me to start right now? Yeah. Okay. Anxiety causes a lot of stuff. Um, I think it's more like, even if you tell yourself that you can do it or you aren't, there will always be that one little part of your brain that's like, nope, nope. So it's, you know, it's an internal battle every day. <laughs> yeah. And it's hiring um personally speaking i obviously have times where i like feel overwhelmingly anxious but i don't personally think that i have an anxiety disorder mostly because of the fact that generally in life i just don't care whatever happens happens i just don't care <laughs> have that mindset yeah it's kind of bad honestly because i care so little about the things that happen um anyway but like yeah so like with anxiety i I, or i guess with self-doubt comes anxiety right so that brings us to the topic of being paralyzed by doubt and how Sometimes, because of it, your life becomes stagnant. You're unable to move forward in anything you do because you're so scared of the repercussions of what could happen if you don't succeed. Right. And I think that's such a big, like, component of it, too, as well, that mm, success is just something that the world or your family or society has really like ingrained in our brains so honestly success is quite literally a social construct wait yeah you're you're absolutely right you know that's that's actually kind of comforting yeah i mean honestly everything if you think about it is a social construct live your life thinking that everything is a social construct and you'll be fine honestly you'll be fine it makes your life so much easier It makes your life a lot less stressful, to be honest. Yeah, we all need less stress in our lives. Because honestly, God knows stress is also like oh yeah, causes so much anxiety. Oh my gosh. Um, I feel like for a lot of people, their source of anxiety and fear and doubt, especially nowadays, is the uncertainty of what's gonna happen with our lives in the future, especially with like us going to. We're, we're going to college soon, we're high schoolers, we're gonna be in college soon. Obviously, this doesn't apply as much to the freshmen, but still, there there should be, a, there, there's probably a lot of self-doubt and fear of what's to come for the rest of your lives, because honestly, quite literally, most of the time, college, you like kind of have to make the decision of what, your, your 17, 18-year-old self dictates what you do for the entirety of the rest of your life. That's that's terrifying. Terrifying. Like I don't but, trust myself to light a fire without burning my hand. I cannot trust myself with my future. 
the wonderful thing about the future is that nothing is set in stone, you know? That is Even true. if things, like, become really complicated or seems like there's no solution, there is. There always is. There is. There's, sometimes it's buried under there, but, you know. If you look I'm hard enough, sure. it's I there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Please, let's not do this again. Okay, moving on. But yeah. Start yelling. Self doubt is something that a lot of people feel, um, especially when you don't have confidence in yourself. But you know what? That's okay. Sometimes that's fine. Sometimes it's okay to not know where you're going and still move forward. You'll you can figure it out along the way. So essentially, all I'm saying is you shouldn't be stuck you shouldn't be rooted into the ground of where you are right now because of doubt because then your life will go nowhere and like it's totally like so much easier to say that and then like it's there's a difference between saying that and doing it but seriously you gotta do it (laughs) like things so sure some things there's obviously the saying good things come for those who wait but sometimes waiting doesn't mean just standing still yes 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 you have to keep moving forward you have to keep going on with your life and eventually it will come one day at a time children one day at a time yeah I feel like maybe I feel like the thing that I used to be a really anxious person. And I feel like what helped me a lot with that is the concept of literally taking life one day at a time. Because there, I have I had so much fear for what I was going to do in the future and what I was going to do with the rest of my life. And honestly, mm-hmm. taking having the mindset of taking things a day at a time has really helped with that. Because how am I going to think of the future if I'm just worried about what's going to happen today? Yeah, tomorrow will worry about itself, bro. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's kind of bad in the sense that I'm always just like, eh, Abigail, tomorrow we'll figure it out. But, like, you know, it's kind of nice because you can you get to focus on issues that are just in present time and you don't worry yourself over things that aren't even aren't even relevant at the time. You know? Agreed. So I feel like it's a nice mentality to adopt to a certain extent. That's not to say you shouldn't care about your future or what happens the next day and like be the absolute psycho. No. Right. Be, ra- be rational. But like at the same time, find don't. Balance. Yeah, don't worry too much about things that haven't even occurred yet. And I know that's hard to do. I, I get it. I know that that's really hard to do. It's hard to not overthink and to make scenarios in your head of things that could happen and things that could go wrong but you need to understand the world is not out to get you it might seem like it is sometimes but it's truly not because think about it the world is so big we are in a sense so insignificant compared to it don't worry the world is not out to get you it doesn't have the time to focus on you specifically sorry you're not that important Was that a little harsh? I feel like it was, but, like, it's kind of true. 
so-so, but like, yeah, you guys will be fine. The world will keep just rotating peacefully on its axis and you'll just keep living and doing your thing and everything will be okay. And then the next thing you know, you are like, like two weeks have passed and you look back and you're like, why the heck did I even worry that much anyway? Honestly, yeah. Just remember, life goes on. Uh? That that was not meant to be a reference, but it ended okay, up being a reference. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, I think we're gonna end like that portion. Just self doubt is very real, and it's really it's probably arguably the scariest thing that anyone can experience because <clears throat> it's within yourself. There's like nothing you can do to stop it. But reduce the intake of the problems you face in your life because that'll severely reduce the amount of stress you feel in your life right um so yeah take things a day at a time as dumb as as dumb and arbitrary as this sounds don't stress too much about things that haven't occurred yet because that just no- that does nothing more than give you a headache so just live life, enjoy it, take it as it comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our next topic that we have here is, I guess, sort of a subcategory of anxiety, in a sense. Um, we're talking about social anxiety. Mm. Social anxiety. So yeah, social anxiety is basically, like Abby said, a subcategory, or what did I say subcategory? Or a type of anxiety, let's say that. Yeah. Like, a type of anxiety, but towards, it's like fear or anxiety or worry towards social interactions with other people. Mm-hmm. Which is so fun, because humans are literally everywhere, and there's no way that you can not interact with people throughout your life so people with social anxiety are having lots of fun um yeah um if we if there are any corpse fans out there um think of it like this his song agoraphobic you know the fear of places and situations that cause panic helplessness helplessness or embarrassment and you know what agoraphobia a what? The what? Agoraphobia. A what? <laughs> Agor- agoraphobia is actually an anxiety disorder oh, that develops that. after having panic attacks. Well, that's fun. So yeah, essentially, agora- ag- agoraphobia is when like you have panic attacks, typically in like a public setting, and as a result, you're scared of like pu- being in public, especially in situations that might cause panic or like helplessness and embarrassment so in a sense it kind of ties in with social anxiety Mm. definitely but yeah we're just all having fun out here that's one way to put it (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah social anxiety Um, I feel like it also impacts, like, the way you see yourself. 
and the way you like project yourself to others definitely and like i don't like personally i mean if you know me personally you know that i'm very flamboyant i'm very like out there Sorry, just thinking of my first impression of you. Please, you you thought I was so annoying, and look at us now. You're just so funny to me. I did one peace sign on a friend, and you no, thought you that- did not do one peace sign. <laughs> I, okay, listen. We're not going into that. To, no, shut up. No, everybody, everybody no. judge this situation no. for yourself. Okay. No, I quite mean, honestly, that that's not I even what speak, happened. I was speaking from an objective point of view. I walked into the math classroom and I threw peace signs at one of my friends because, like, I didn't have classes with any of my friends and math class was the first class I had with a friend. So, like, I was, like, doing peace signs and... I don't know. Okay, I guess, okay. Sarah, I guess no. Sarah thought that I was interesting, I guess. Okay, listen. The math class was dead silent, okay? The math class was dead silent because it was the first day of school and everybody was doing that weird, awkward thing where... You're just looking around the class, but not making eye contact with anybody and be like, oh, who am I in class with, you know? And then this girl just walks in the door. And she just starts throwing peace <laughs> And I get that you were like, now that I know you from your point of view, what you told me that you were throwing peace signs at a friend. But you were at the front of the classroom, right? And you were, like, facing back towards everybody. So to us, it looked like that you were just throwing peace signs at these random strangers who are sitting awkwardly at their desk. Honestly, I would... I, and it just took me out. Honestly, I would have done that, too. Because, honestly, at this point, I just don't care. On Like, because, like, you know what? A- everyone in that math class liked me to a certain extent. Yeah. But I saw, I saw you, and I was like, who does, who does she think she is? Um, Abigail Kim. I think I kind of admired you, though. Deep inside, I was like, yeah. Confidence. I, I feel like that's why we're such good friends. Because, like, you, in public, you're more, like, the shy, timid type. And, and then you're, you're like, hey, Abby, can you, like, tell the waiter that my order is wrong? And I'm just like... Oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even do that. Trust me, there's this one time. Wait, can I say his store name? Yeah, go for it. It's not like anyone's okay. gonna listen to this. <laughs> Anyways, I went to Starbucks and like they gave me like the wrong size for my drink, and it was only me and my sister in there. And I was like, and Julian was like, "Isn't this the wrong size of your drink?" And I was like, "Yes, but let's go." And I just walked out of the store because I didn't want to tell them. Yeah, quite honestly, I have this thing where I really don't want to bother, like employees like especially the ones that work in retail so like mm. if it's not something that's like really gonna affect my life i just like leave them alone because honestly they're trying their best it's not it's, it's fine i mean like obviously it's like if they get your order wrong then it's fine to like ask nicely be like hey you know can you like give me the right order? i don't know how to say it nicely because i just don't ask but like don't be super confrontational there's I, no need. Yeah, literally, the way that I asked them, it's like, I'm, I'm like, like literally, like, maybe, like, maybe, like, two weeks ago, I was getting, I was also getting Starbucks, um, and I got, I went through the drive-thru, as one does, and I got my 
my regular order of a grande uh, caramel macchiato with an extra shot. Alright. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, they didn't put any caramel in it, like, at all. Mm. And normally mm-hmm. I would have just drank it, but, like, it tasted funky. So, like, I went in. Like, I went into the store and I was like, hi, I'm, I'm like, really, really sorry. But, like, there's literally, like, no caramel in this. Like, at all. And mm. and normally they would just, like, add caramel to it. But COVID, so they couldn't. So I felt really bad because I had to throw the whole drink away and get to making a new one. Except the issue was they misunderstood me. They thought that... I was exaggerating when I said no caramel and that I just wanted more caramel, so they put extra caramel in it. But in reality, there was literally not a single drop of caramel in the drink <laughs> when I got it. Like they, like they must have oh. must have like completely slipped their mind because like it was literally just I just I just saw milk and coffee. And there was no caramel. Mm. But like yeah, I drank a really sugary drink that day because <laughs> because I didn't want to ask a third time. <laughs> extra sugar rush. Oh yeah, it was intense. <laughs> But yeah, um, social anxiety, it's a thing that a lot of people have, I would like to think. And, cause like, I guess even being scared of confrontation in a sense is an aspect of social anxiety. Right? Yeah. Social anxiety definitely manifests like slightly differently in everybody like depending on who you ask your experiences with it are probably going to be like you know it's gonna vary from person to person but um some of the most of the people with social anxiety that i've talked to or like personally um either think that people like everybody hates them oh same bro and therefore they should not be allowed to exist in a public setting. Oh, same, bro. <laughs> or that people are always judging them. And that is a very, very real fear. Hey, is this, is this person you're talking about me? <laughs> I mean, if the shoe fits. If the shoe fits, I don't want to wear it, though. Oh, definitely. It's, no. Nobody wants to wear that. Like, what the heck? I mean, maybe it's really. Some- Maybe someone wants to be quirky and want to be like, oh my god, I'm so socially anxious. Babe. <laughs> but, you know, Sweetie. Newsflash, new you don't want it. Um, <laughs> no, you don't. You, but, yeah, no. I think... Uh, one thing with social anxiety that I really hate is when you have this conversation with a person and you think you slipped up somehow right or uh-huh. said something stupid and uh-huh. then that person would be like and you think that person would hate you for the rest of your life or like and you are thinking about that thing that you said for like like the next two days and the other person probably forgot it like the moment you said it or it's like uh, stress stress i think it'd be great if like talking to people weren't a thing (laughs) yeah i feel like quarantine as a whole has made me significantly less outgoing compared to what Mm. i used to be because i feel like anyone who knows me knows that i'm usually not afraid to be myself 
Mm-hmm. Like, as Sarah said, her first impression of me was interesting. Um, very, very eccentric young lady. To be fair, Sarah, I thought you were, like, a mean girl, so. <laughs> you know. I can't blame you. I thought you were one of those. <laughs> oh. Well, also- we all turned out turned out pretty good. You know? Sure. Let's go with that. But, um, yeah. Uh, shoot. What was I going to say? So, clearly, uh, our next topic is, like, first impressions, because I feel like people with social anxiety are so worried about how they first project themselves to other people. Mm. And I think I am a prime example of that doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. But, I think first impressions people with social anxiety some of them one big issue is definitely code switching oh or yes creating an entirely different persona of yourself from when you are in private and when you are in public and i know it's really hard to like you know be yourself or whatever shiny glittering phrase people have wanted to put out there but if you don't be yourself and you create this whole new identity and you promote only that part of yourself, it gets so exhausting. Yeah, I completely agree with that. It's like, sometimes it's like difficult, especially when you feel like everyone around you is judging you and hating you for the things that you do. It's really mm-hmm. hard to be yourself and not mm-hmm. create like an image, like a perfect image of yourself, almost in a, as a self-defense mechanism. Yes. And like- De- Definitely. So like it's difficult. I get I completely get that. It's so difficult to actually be authentic and real. But I feel like with the experiences that I've had in my life, oh my god, I sound so old. Um <laughs> like I've learned to just not care. You know, like I there's nothing wrong with me being so utterly and unapologetically myself. Yes, amen. I think one thing that we everybody really needs to hear is that you know not everybody will like you everybody has different personalities and sometimes your personalities just don't click and that is perfectly okay like that's their loss have have everybody have to have everybody like you yeah because they're lost use that mindset like yeah like if they don't yeah go ahead no no no, go ahead go ahead i could go after you you go ahead no, you oh, go ahead. Okay. Um, I was gonna say, like, I am an intense people pleaser. Sarah can attest to that, I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I am I am very much um doormat walk all over me, but um so but like even then I know that like not everyone's gonna like me and while that does cause a lot of fear and sadness in my life, I know that that's okay and that that it that mm. that, that it happens, you know? Like I can name whole list of people off off the top of my head that don't particularly like like me and you know what that's okay are the majority of them adults in my life that think that i have no manners maybe (gasps) are we gonna go into that no oh my gosh me too i think that's uh, ah, ah. i I swear i'm not trying to be rude i'm just scared of you i'm just scared of adults i don't know how to interact with you like, I'm, like, I'm like I'm really sorry. I just don't know how to interact with you without breaking down into tears. Genuinely, also tying into social anxiety is like, you know, 
being so afraid of being yourself in public that people think you're rude. Yeah. But um, it's not... <laughs> oh. Sarah, does your mom think that I'm rude? Oh, no. You're, my mom, like, loves you, I think. Great. Great. Uh, that's very good. I'm very, I'm very glad to hear that. Wow. Valid fear, guys. You know, it, it, it would be kind of an issue if your best friend's parents did not like you. That would be an issue. Right. That would definitely be an issue. Don't worry. My mom thinks you're comical. Comical. <laughs> I don't Most... know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, take it however you want to. Okay. Fear. Yeah, well, I mean, it's fine. She's known you for, like, what, over a year now? Real fear. I think she hasn't she like known you for like almost a year and a half now. Um, I think so. Yeah. Wow, we've known each other for a, a lot longer than I realized. Yeah, man. Um, you're stuck with me till you die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Don't get me out. Oh Just no, don't... you love that. Oh no. No, stop, stop, stop. Why are you sending helps and signals to this podcast? Not what it's for, Abby. Uh. <laughs> anyway, to everybody listening right now, Abby is completely. I'm being held. I am being. Her. She's not. I'm being held hostage. No, she's not. Yeah, she help. loves it here. She's so happy. Does anyone know Morse code? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like okay. serious, seriously, it's like you know, first impressions—they don't matter as much as you think. Okay. Mm. Like okay, let's. My okay. See, the first impression I usually give to people is either a popular mean girl, which makes zero sense to me, or a rich snob, which also, once again, makes zero sense to me. Can you see like how I would come off as either of those? Um, absolutely not. <laughs> but mm, I think. If you're so worried about first impressions on people, just ask your friends what their first impression was of you. Because it's honestly really different from, like, all the people I've asked, it's really different from who I actually am. It's kind of funny, actually. Yeah. Um, people, okay, for some, okay, so, like, no one is scared of me. As much as I try to be scary, no one, literally no one on this planet is scared of me. It's kind of sad. You're so bubbly. I'm I'm scary, okay? That's, no, you're so that, bubbly. That wasn't scary. I'm scary. I swear that I'm scary. I am a very terrifying scary. person. I will, I will um I, I will yell at you and then probably feel really bad about it and apologize like five seconds later, but like let's see if I can play. I'm oh, scary. So scary. I'm so, so scary, scary, okay? Abby. I'm actually so scary. scary. I promise I'm scary. <laughs> Abby's gonna like oh my gosh. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, she's going, oh, I'm so tough, I'm so cool. And then she'll try to yell at you, and she'll burst into tears. <laughs> I've done that before. I tried to yell at someone, and I felt so bad that I cried about it. Yeah, so she's so terrifying, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely monstrous, okay? I will destroy your life, okay? I, no, I wouldn't. But, like, I'm gonna... De- <laughs> I can't even threaten people. She's totally... She is totally that popular mean girl. Yeah. Yeah, totally. She'll bully you into oblivion. Uh, yeah, I, I'll make fun of your hair. And then maybe they'll cry about it later. Probably. <laughs> In um. front of you. <laughs> okay, shut up. I I'm have... so sorry. I'm so sorry I offended you. I didn't mean to offend you. Okay, I'm not 
out like that. Yes, you are. Okay, maybe a little bit. But like, you know, I'm not I'm not that much of a doormat, right? It's okay, Abby. Even if you're a doormat, you're a bougie doormat. Yes, I'm a I'm a Gucci doormat. Oh, period. You'd I, I, sell for like a million dollars. Oh my god, thank you. <laughs> no problem. No you're but, queen. Um, no, but, like, I genuinely, like, my first impression is not at all, like, the way I am. Like, people, for some reason, like, their first impression of me, like, they're, like, low-key intimidated by me. But, but then they meet me, and then they're, like, and then no one's, like, ever scared of me ever again. Yeah. Which is dumb. I am scary. I should be feared, okay? For the, for my people. For the people that are watching this that think I'm not scary, I will crush you. I will steal your kneecaps. I'll destroy. Whoa. I'll destroy. It took a while to come out. I, I will destroy everything you stand for. Okay. Yeah, those were all empty threats. Anyways, no, moving on. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. I think but, social anxiety definitely has, you know, that effect on first impressions and definitely will affect your, like, interactions with people. But, and I've looked up these things all over the internet, you know, I've asked my mom, i asked my friends, I've consulted TikTok videos, <laughs> but, like, those, those, those no are great. <laughs> Yeah, of course. There's no way to get over your social anxiety other than to put yourself in public situations. Which sucks, I'm sorry. Which, yeah, it really does. And then realize that nobody is judging you. And that, like, even if they are judging you, it doesn't affect you. It won't hurt you. It won't kill you, you know? You're just living. And you're thriving. And if people can't accept that, then, like... That's on them. That's on them, babe. You know, live your best life. Seriously. And you should live your best life without worrying, having to worry about what other people are thinking about you. Yeah, um, personally, I have, like, a lot of, like, instances where this happens, usually occurs, like, late at night. I'll, like, kind of just sit there and be like, Abigail Kim, everyone hates you. Oh. And then I'm just like, oh, nice. But there, there's ways to prevent that. Um, text a friend. Been like, hey, do you hate me? My my friends are pretty used to that. Sarah, you're pretty used to that, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, hey, do you guys hate me? And y'all are you guys are just like, what the heck? <laughs> like literally, what? When? When did we give off that impression? No, it's literally like, do you guys hate me, Abby? We hung out two hours ago. Do you guys hate me? <laughs> yeah, I am a hassle to be around, but you know what? No, you're okay. great. Thank you. No problem, queen. <laughs> There's too much flirting going on. Um, hey, Sarah, I know February 14th is a while ago, but you want to be my valentine. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Weren't you already technically my valentine? Um, yeah, so now marriage is the only option. We're already married, supposedly. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, you're right. I yeah, literally guys, got you a ring. If you guys want to send us, like, wedding gifts, 
we're totally open to that. Oh yeah, totally. Um, money specifically. Oh, definitely money, like large amounts of money. Oh yeah, large, large sums of money. I'm talking about like in the thousands. That's large to you. That's a joke. That that is a joke. Oh, oh. Do not do not clip that. Oh. Take that out of context and call me a rich snob, please. I am begging you. Is the rich is the rich snob first impression coming back to bite you in the butt? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh no, she's about to cry. Moving on. <laughs> Why am I Moving so sensitive? Because ah! you're a cancer. Shut up. We're not bringing we're not bringing zodiac signs into this. Sorry, too many spiels, guys. But yeah, um, I think that's a good place to end this without it going too far off its tangent, at least for this oh. podcast. Mm-hmm. So we're this- going to end it here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Have a great rest of your day or night whenever you're listening to this, people. Um. I hope you have anxiety-free day. Yes. Blessings to all. Yeah. You know? And, you know, if you feel like it, I don't know, just put on your mask and go out in public and do something stupid. Make sure sure to double mask. Yes, make sure to stay safe, but, like, you know. What better time to try to get over your social anxiety than when you have a mask over your face and nobody knows who you are? That is very true, yeah. But yeah, yeah, have fun, stay safe, don't have any panic attacks, and we'll see you next week. See y'all.